Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. You're listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 83. On today's episode, we're looking at five simple steps you can take right now to increase the happiness in your home. It's the new year, and I know so many of you are looking to tidy up, take back your sanity, and thrive at home. So let's do this. Hey there, my wannabe minimalist friend. Welcome back to the show. My name is Deanna Yates, and I am excited you're joining me today. Welcome to the new year. I can't really believe it's 2022 already. I mean, these past two years have been so strange that it almost feels like 2021 was a wash. But that actually motivates me. I don't want that to let you feel overwhelmed or, you know, kind of depressed about it because it makes me want to make this year count even more. I am so ready to get back into the driver's seat, and I know that you probably are too. The best way we can start is at home. Your home is your sanctuary for you and your family. It's where you come to recharge after being out in that crazy world. And gosh, it feels crazier than ever these days, doesn't it? We were just running errands the other day and I commented on how everything feels on edge right now, myself included. And that's why I am so grateful that my home is a place where I get to feel comfortable and be energized and just get to be my full authentic self. However, after hearing from a lot of you through emails, on social, in the private wannabe minimalist group on Facebook, it is clear that you are like me. When your home is messy or things are not organized, it affects how you feel and how productive you are. And that's why I wanted to dedicate today's episode to creating the home environment that you want. We all want to be happy at home, and these are the five steps that I take regularly to keep my home running like creamy peanut butter, and that makes me very happy. And quickly before we jump into it, I want to remind you that you can pick up the show notes for today's episode at littlegreenbow.com slash 83. Plus, I have something extra special for you that there today. Um, I will also have a free PDF download with these exact five steps for you to download. So it's completely free and it's my New Year's gift to you. These five steps have been life-changing for me and I want you to be able to benefit from them too. So make sure that you head to littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 83 to get it. Again, that's littlegreenbow.com slash 83. All right, let's get to it. So actually, I want to give you a little backstory first. Now, I'm not sure how much of my story I have really shared on this show, and I always feel like I'm putting myself out there, but I think that I often jump into the middle of the story sometimes. And I also want to apologize if I sound a little raspy voiced this morning. I'm not sick. I actually am just up earlier than my family because we are heading out um, of town for some fun today, and I needed to get this recorded before we did so. So I do apologize for that a little bit. But let's hop back to 
kind of more of the beginning of my story. Now, it might be hard for you to believe, but I haven't always felt in control of my home or my life, really. In fact, there were days when I struggled to get out of bed and get to work. Now, this was back when we lived in Chicago and my daughter was in preschool, but that mundane routine had me questioning if this was all there was to life. My home was a mess. Work was hard. I mean, really hard. And I barely got to see my daughter. I couldn't stand the idea of just going through the motions day in and day out. It was overwhelming. It was exhausting. And gosh, I was drained by the end of the day. I really wanted to get off that treadmill and not feel like I was always putting out fires. I mean, you guys, I was a property manager at a high rise in downtown Chicago when this was all happening and when this all came to, you know, came to a head. And so those problems were both figurative and literal. I mean, I have stories for days. I could go on and on, but it is way too early and... We just don't have enough time. So at home, I wanted to slow that tornado. I wanted to get stuff done. I wanted to feel like the awesome person, mom, and wife that I wanted to be every day. And, you know, I just kind of lost my mojo. Does that sound familiar? I don't think I'm the only one that experiences this. So I started getting really serious about decluttering, organizing, styling my home, and creating routines for my life. And that was when I discovered a secret. Okay, now it might not be that big of a secret, but at the time, it really felt just like this aha moment because I had a history of just throwing in the towel. Like I would make these giant sweeping changes in my life, you know, in my family, whether they liked it or not. In fact, we traveled, we lived in five states and we traveled to over 15 countries all while searching for this perfect life that we were after. And I have a secret for you, but let me tell you, I was sure that those answers to all of my problems could be found in the excitement of the new. I hated routines. I hated um, just things. Routines to me felt stagnant. I don't know. I just really rebelled against them. So I've packed up our home not just once, but a few times to try life in a new city. I mean, we at this point, at the beginning was just my husband and I, we started dating in college. And so together, we have lived in Texas, California twice, including now, Iowa twice, Colorado, Illinois twice. And then we even traveled Europe two times, the first for six months uh, when our daughter was one and the second for a year and a half when she was five. Now, it is dramatic. I know I am eye-rolling at myself over here. But not surprisingly, here is the thing that I figured out. Those answers weren't out there. And when my daughter started elementary school, my husband and I agreed to put down roots. Now, it terrified me. I didn't want to deal with the reality of being an adult, keeping a clean home, and trying to thrive when life kept overwhelming me. I hadn't been able to do it in the past, and I just didn't know what was going to be different this time. But I knew that I couldn't run forever. It wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for our family. We needed to be in one place and quote unquote settle down. So it was time for me to put on my big girl panties and figure it out. Now, slowly but surely, things started to fall into place. And that 
was that aha moment, right? I let go of all that stuff that didn't matter to my family. I decluttered all of the things, you guys. We went through clothes, papers, toys, sentimental items, kitchen stuff, the garage. We've organized any area that I could in order to maximize our space. Then I took it to the next step and I styled our home to reflect us, the people that actually lived there, the things we needed. You guys, remember, I worked as a property manager at a downtown high rise. So we had model apartments. I got to work with interior designers to kind of see how that process worked and how they would create a storyboard and then stylize the home to fit those people. And I wanted that to be my house too. So I took a lot of those tips and tricks and I implemented them into my space. And then finally, I created simple routines and systems for managing my home and my life. And to my amazement, these four changes made it easier for me to spend less time on all that stuff that I had to do, like cleaning our home, running the home, grocery shopping, all of those things. And it freed me up for the things that I wanted to do, like start my own business. I can go paddleboarding with the sunrise if I want. Or I can just spend the afternoon playing with my daughter. And that's where these five steps come in. Now, I'm not going to be able to tell you the entire thing today about how I decluttered everything and organized everything in style and then get the systems. But these five steps, they will work. Okay, so I wanted you to be able to use all of those lessons. They were hard fought, man. They, I, guys, life has been you know, a roller coaster. And so I want you to be able to use these lessons as a map for you as you begin your own journey to a tidy home and a happy life filled with joy and confidence. Now, hopefully by sharing these with you today, you will not have to struggle like I did for so long and you can get off that roller coaster ride. Or if you're in the middle of a long struggle, hopefully these can be a lifeline to help you get off not just the roller coaster, but that hamster wheel that you feel like you're just going around and around and around, and you can start making real progress. Now, these five steps I'm going to talk about today will help you stop that overwhelm that you're feeling. It'll help you find peace in your daily life, and it will help you thrive at home. I know because they have worked for me, and I actually still continue to do these daily, so I know that they will work for you. All right, are you ready? Okay, step number one is to start your day right. Now, an object in motion stays in motion, and a day that starts off on the right foot goes far better than a day that starts off the rails. But of course, that can be easier said than done, right? Well, yeah and no. We're all adults here, so I have a little tough love for you today. Listen up. You are in control of your life, and that means that you get to make the decisions about what you do, and you get to choose how you react to the things that happen to you. It is not always easy, but I want you to commit to choosing these five steps for the next just try two weeks and see if they make a difference in your home. Make See if they make a difference in your life and see if they make a difference in your happiness level. But I want you to commit. You can't just try these one day and say, oh, that didn't work. You're going to have to be consistent just for a little bit of time until they start to take effect. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, 
is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. Now, let's start on working your day right, okay, because it is about creating the right mood from the get-go. And so I have a couple favorite things that I like to do on how I like to start my day. But again, this is going to be personal and it's going to really depend on how you want to start your day. But my two favorite ways are to start with a win and to start with some alone time. Now, a win is anything that makes your life easier and has you feel like you are nailing this adulting thing, right? So for me, it's waking up with coffee ready to go. So I set it up before I go to bed and in the morning, I just have to turn it on. If I know what time I'm going to wake up, I can actually set it to auto brew. So if you have that option, take it up a level, set it to auto brew, and then you're good to go. But I like to race to the machine in the morning and do a little work at the same time. So um, like I will go set it and then I will say, okay, that's my time to check my email or respond to somebody real quick. And I race against the machine. I have about 10 minutes to see how much I can get done before it beeps at me and tells me my coffee's ready. So you pick whatever works for you. Now, other wins could be making the bed, working out, taking a shower, or making breakfast. I know, taking a shower is a win, you guys. This is what happens when you become a mom. Nobody told me that that would be a big thing. All right, moving on. The second way I set myself up for success and happiness is to have some alone time in the morning. Now, that means I set my alarm early and I get up before everyone else. A recent Harvard study shows that people who wake up early are between 23 and 40% at less risk for depression, and less depression equals more happiness. 
I mean, that one's pretty simple. (laughs) So the good news is it doesn't even have to be that early. Even just an extra 15 minutes is enough to give yourself a moment to ready yourself for the day. I mean, gosh, you could even do it in five minutes, but I'm not sure anybody's homes run that um, strictly that five minutes is going to really give you that time. So I like to say at least an extra 15 minutes. In that time, you can sip a warm beverage, you can do some yoga, you can jot down a to-do list for the day, or you can just enjoy reading the paper. I mean, and by the paper, I mean your email newsletter that comes in every day. So the point is to give yourself some time to steady yourself for the day. Because if your day is anything like mine, the moment the rest of the house is up, it's off to the races. So that's step number one, start your day right. Step number two is to check your calendar every day. Now, how many times have you been surprised by a calendar reminder? Now, I'm not talking about a simple reminder to stop by the bank or drop off the books at the library. I'm talking about full-on panic, almost ruined your day reminder. Or worse, Have you ever forgotten something important because you didn't write it down? Now, the result is either missing out on something great, letting somebody down and feeling guilty about it, or having to pay a penalty on it, right? Like, I mean, we think about late fees and, you know, kind of just missing out on something. So there is definitely a penalty that can get paid. Now, it's okay. I've been there too. And now that life is busier than ever, we are expected to be able to do more because we are connected all the time. And that's why my calendar has become my lifesaver. So how do we fix it so that we're never in that place again where we forget something? Well, the first thing to do is to write everything down in your calendar, like everything. I used to put my daughter's bath time on the calendar so that I wouldn't forget it. And you know what? It works. I know that sounds crazy, right? But it totally works. So instead of all of these tasks floating around in my head, they're destined to be lost that way because I just cannot remember everything. There's only so much brain power I have during the day. And if I let these things float around in my head, they drive me a little bit crazy. But once they're written down, they're neatly tucked away on my calendar, they're in my phone, and throughout the day, I can get these gentle reminders to keep me on track, and my day flows smoothly. So my days are also better because I check my phone each evening to see what I have planned for the next day. Now that gives me enough time to have a heads up to plan out what to wear. If I need to get up even earlier than my, you know, 15 minutes, um, it helps me prepare mentally everybody else in the family. Like if there's something that we as a family are needing to do. And it helps me know that if I need to get something out of the freezer for dinner the next day, I mean, how many times have you done that? Gone to make what's on your meal plan and figured out it was frozen at 5 p.m.? Well, that's not going to work. So checking my calendar every night has saved me from having to do takeout like that, too. Now, that is why step number two is to check your calendar every night before you go to bed. I want you to get in the habit of scheduling out your day and putting reminders on your phone so that you know what you need to do and when. It doesn't have to be rigid. It doesn't have to be crazy. But if you can just get in that habit of writing things down, once you reliably put your appointments and your important tasks on your calendar, you will never be caught off guard again. And that peace of mind is so underestimated. It is amazing because not only does it make each and every day easier, it will help you sleep better at night too. All right, so that's step number two is to check your calendar every day. 
Step number three is to do a five minute power tidy. Now, this one might sound familiar because I have talked about it so many times. It's a complete game changer. Now, do you think five minutes is hardly enough time to do anything worthwhile? Well, think again. Five minutes is a pretty long time. Now, if you don't believe me, just try holding your breath for five minutes and then get back to me. Okay, right? I don't think any of us listening to this podcast can do that. And if you can, wow. But in all seriousness, we completely underestimate what we can do in a short amount of time. And in just five short minutes, that can be what's standing between you and a tidy home just those five minutes. And that is why the five minute power tidy is the third step for creating a happier home. So here's how it works. I want you to choose a time of day when you will complete your power tidy and try to get your family on board to help you. Now, if they're not on board, we'll talk about that in a second. But in my home, we do the power tidy after we eat dinner at the dining table and before we switch to watching a show or playing a game before bedtime. Now, it works best if you can assign everyone a task so that you're not stepping on each other's toes, but feel free to just dive in the first few times as you get the hang of it. So in our house, one adult will uh, clean up from dinner and do the dishes. The other adult will go around the house and basically just pick up things that are out of place. And then our daughter is responsible for putting her toys away that are in the main area. They at least have to go back in her room. And then if she has time to tidy up her room, she will do that as well. Now, the key is to make it a friendly competition. So when the timer goes off, everyone looks around and decides who did the best or cleared the most stuff or made the biggest impact. Of course, this is all arbitrary. You get to make the rules and you get to choose the reward. So I will say that choosing the dessert or the show we watch or the game we play or getting extra sprinkles on your dessert works really well in our home. We all feel like we got a little win and it just keeps us in a happy, you know, fun, friendly competition mood. But let's get back to what happens if your family is not on board. Well, no worries. We can modify this because you can play the game on your own too. So if you're playing a solo round, I want you to set aside a box, a bin, or a basket for each member of your family. It does not have to be anything fancy. It can be the Amazon box that came over Christmas. It can be a gift bag that you still have sitting out from Christmas. It doesn't have to be anything big, okay? Just anything that you have in your home that is a container that's, that can be labeled for that person, okay? All right, that is it. So as you clean up, anything that belongs to that person goes into that container, that box, that bin, that basket. They are responsible for putting their items away before your next tidy session. And if they don't, well, you have a few options. Depending on how strict, harsh, and you know, how quickly you want these results to happen. You can either trash it, you can donate it, or you can make them complete a chore to get it back. Now, it only takes a time or two of trashing and donating something before they understand how serious you are and get on board. But you're going to have to have a conversation with them first so that they know what the results are if they don't put their item away. All right. Now, now is the time where I want you to just really embrace this idea. So five minutes makes a world of a difference. So step three is to do that five minute power tidy. Make sure you get it on your calendar and do it as soon as you can. Okay. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff, play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, 
a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. All right, step number four is to clear the deck. Now, do you have a dumping ground? Don't be too hard on yourself. I actually have one too, and I actually think they're great. Because after all, when we come home from being out, we need a place to put our things. Where we run into trouble is when every flat surface in your home becomes the dumping ground. And before you know it, there are piles everywhere, making it difficult for you to enjoy your home to the fullest. So instead of just putting things down on the first surface that you come into contact with, I want you to designate one place to be your dumping ground. I want you to set up a basket next to your entryway to corral backpacks and school supplies for the kids. I want you to get a basket for your purse or a bag. Get a hook. You get to decide, but try to make it simple at first. And then I want you to get an inbox to put your mail in. Again, none of these things have to be fancy. I've started everything out with cardboard boxes. I've used old cereal boxes. It just needs to be a place to put something. It does not have to be pretty. Of course, if you want to make it pretty once the system works, that's fantastic. But please do not go out and buy a bunch of stuff in order to try to be organized. That never works. But that's me getting off <laughs> off track here, okay? So just find a place, designate a corner of the home to put stuff. That is fine. Now, of course, if you can deal with these things right away, that is fantastic. I want you to try to sort the mail, recycle the junk, and put things away. If you can, that's an ideal world. But the reality of daily life means that we need to give ourselves a little wiggle room to be imperfect. So a dumping ground keeps everyday items somewhat organized and it gives you peace of mind. Now, once that area has been determined, you can finally go about the business of clearing off your other flat surfaces without the looming fear that they will fill up again almost immediately. Because that's the worst, right? When you clear something off and then I mean, five minutes later or the next day, it's filled up again. I mean, that is so defeating. So we're getting that out of the way. I highly recommend picking a time and setting a timer for 15 minutes and then buckling down to clear those piles. Now, they might look bad at first, but from experience, I know that action is the best way to deal with this stuff. So the sooner you start, the sooner progress will be made. 
However, life is imperfect. And so if you really do not have time right now, I want you to use the transitional trick of sorting and putting things in like categories to tidy later. So that means you put paper in one pile, you put crafts in one pile, you put, you know, kids stuff in one pile. But I want you to be warned. Now, this sorting is a procrastination temptress. She makes you feel like you're making progress, but you are making more work for yourself, okay? There are a few times when the pile method is absolutely necessary, and if you find yourself here, well, create an appointment in your calendar right now to go through those piles within the next seven days. Again, back to step number two, write it down, put it on your calendar, schedule it so that you will do it. Now, you can do it. I know you can. It will not take you as long as you think, but it is absolutely necessary if you want to make progress in your home. All right, so that's step number four, clear the deck. And step number five, the fifth and final step, is a little out there. It's a little different. You might not be expecting it, but it is to reward yourself. Now, you want to know the real secret to making positive changes in your life? It is actually taking a moment to look at your progress Give yourself a pat on the back and reward yourself. It can be so easy to get caught up in how much you still have to do because I know it's not an easy process. You might be sad that your home doesn't look Instagram worthy. Now, I want you to stop that right now because you actually have no idea what those perfect homes look like behind the camera. They could have just moved everything behind them, taken the picture, and their home could still be a mess, okay? So don't compare your home with someone else. Just take inspiration from it and move to make it work for you, okay? So we often forget how far we've come, even if we've just cleaned up. So that is why I highly recommend taking before and after pictures. You don't have to share them with anyone, okay? They are for you and you alone, unless you want somebody to help you cheer you on, then please, by all means, share them. I would love to see them and I would love to be able to be your cheerleader, offer you congratulations and just, you know, reward you for a job well done as well. So the real reason I want you to take the photo is to give yourself proof that you did something amazing. You took action and you made a positive change in your life, in your life and that of your families. Now, in addition to that photo, I also want you to reward yourself for that job well done. Now, notice I didn't say a perfect job because we're all about all about celebrating progress over perfection here. So make a list of rewards that you would enjoy and check one off each time you make progress. Just try to steer clear of adding more stuff to your life, but I'm totally okay with upgrades as long as you declutter the older items. Okay, so let me give you an example of some rewards that I love. They could be things like going for a hike, getting coffee with a friend, having a dance party in your living room now that you have the space, taking a bath, playing a game on your phone, enjoying a TV show, reading a book, and replacing worn out things with new ones. Remember, I just talked about that upgrade. So that's when you would replace a new pot and pan set or a new sweater, but you have to make sure you get rid of that old one. No just in case stuff in the house. Okay, guys, you got the new one get rid of the old one, okay? So one thing to remember is that as you declutter and organize, the process gets easier. I want you to give yourself permission to make small changes in progress when you first begin. You are not going to be able to declutter your whole home overnight. 
I, I, you're just not. I know you might have these great plans and these great visions, but take it one step at a time, okay? The more you declutter and organize, the more addicting a neat and tidy home becomes. You build up those decluttering muscles, and then someday you're going to find yourself asking, why did I want to keep this thing the last time I decluttered? Trust me, it happens, and it's great when you get there because you've moved past that sentimental place and you're getting to the point where you're feeling really authentic and alive in your home and it's really speaking to you. So I really want that for you. And so step number five is to reward yourself because it does make the process um, more addicting, okay? So now that you have a plan, it's time to put it into action. Starting today or tomorrow or sometime this next week, I want you to work these five simple steps into your daily routine. And after a few days, you're going to start seeing a major change in a really good way. Your home is going to be neater. You are going to feel calmer. Things will feel less overwhelming. And dare I say it, you'll be happier. If you want to take it up a level, I highly recommend having someone join you on this journey. It could be your partner, your kids, a friend, a coworker, a parent. The Beatles had it right. I get by with a little help from my friends and making changes in your home is no different. It's much, much easier with a little support, guidance, and encouragement along the way. So if you want to see more progress in your home, step outside your comfort zone a bit and enlist the help of a friend or join a decluttering challenge with your partner or get your kids in the habit of cleaning up as they finish playing with something. And I'll just put it out there. I would, of course, love to be part of your support team. So if you need more help with decluttering, organizing, styling, or creating better home systems, I've got your back. The tools and resources are on my website, and they are designed to help you develop the skills you need to go from just surviving to fully thriving in your tidy home and your happy life. And I, of course, would love to have you join me in the private wannabe minimalist family group on Facebook. I'll have links in the show notes so that you can join when you're ready. Now, the biggest takeaway I want you to get out of today's show is just go out there and give it a try. Nothing will change if you just listen to this episode, but you don't take action. So go for it. Take action to tidy up your home so that you can be happier. I will be here for you if you need help along the way. And now it's your turn. What do you think of these five steps? Do you do any of them already? Again, come on over to the group and let me know. Again, we're the wannabe minimalist family on Facebook, or you can tag me on Instagram and let me know. I'm little.green.bo on Instagram, or you can use the hashtag wannabe minimalist family. So tell me if this episode was helpful and if it has you looking at your stuff in new ways. I am super excited to hear from you and offer encouragement on your journey toward less stuff and the happy, vibrant life that you and your family deserve. And don't forget to get all of the show notes for today at littlegreenbow.com slash 83. There you can find links to all of my resources that will help you on your journey along with the specific download for today. It's called Happier Home, Five Steps You Can Take Today to Tidy Up take back your sanity and thrive at home. It's all on my website at littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 83. And that just about wraps it up for today's episode. But before I go, I just want to take a minute to thank you for listening. I appreciate that you choose to spend some of your time with me, and I hope the information I provide is helpful, entertaining, and inspiring and gives you just that little kick in the pants you need to actually take that action. So if you enjoyed today's episode and have not done so already, please take a moment to leave a rating and a review. You can do it right now on the app that you are using to listen to this episode. Give it a rating. I hope you find it worth five stars. And let me know if you think the show and, you know, let me know what you think of the show and whatever else you want me to cover. 
Not only is it super nice to hear how the show is helping others, it's one of the best ways for me to help you and talk about the topics that interest you the most. And while you're there, go ahead and subscribe to be notified of new episodes wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season and a happy new year. Let's make this new year the one where we get our homes in order and discover the true happiness that lies in the simplicity on our journey as wannabe minimalists. Cheers. I'll see you next week. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unstick-